I settled in this role of unknown when I'm only a stone throw from rocking a rolling stone. Depending on who throwing it, the going is tough as coming and going. And I'm tired, you can love me when I'm gone. Anxiety. But it's all those doubts. And it's all so loud. You just hold on, child. Let this song be a place we can all go now. Where it ain't so dark. And it ain't so loud. When it all falls down, get your eyes settled down. Yeah, we all Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Showing Pains. I am your boy, Waldo Show, and welcome back. Welcome back. Today, we are guesting my beautiful, really, really great friend, Serena, activist. Uh, shit, girl, I'll throw it all out there. What Everything. Else? Harm Everything. reductionist. Yes. Yes. All around good human. Yes. Hope, great you know? energy. Y'all, honestly, if y'all don't know her now, y'all need to get to know her later because she is a great fucking vibe, and she will definitely give y'all a good entertainment. Just, just listen her talk. It's amazing and that fucking laugh you will hear it. <laughs> you will hear it you will hear it at like at full at full like you know full power like sometime throughout this episode hopefully hopefully oh, for sure for sure yes for sure yes my, my loud ass is definitely gonna be laughing so there we go <laughs> all right love chess doing the uh the uh, good old thing with the showing up part checking in how's everything you know everything's been really good lately mm-hmm. um i've been Really focusing on my own mental health. Yes. To be honest with you. Yes. And, yes. You know, really focusing on self love, which is super hard for a lot of people. I just want to recognize that. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those folks that it's hard for. And yeah. So, um, I just for so everyone knows I had a breakup back in May, and mm-hmm. so I was super in love with that person. And so I've just kind of been like focusing on all of that love that I would have given to him, like to myself. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, and just surrounding myself with really positive people. Yes. And like hanging out with friends. Like right now my friends are like saving at me. Like, yes. like yeah, you guys are like just my, my, my saving grace. Yes. You know that like, I don't know for you if uh, you noticed, but like every, every 14th of the month, except for on my birthday. Actually, no, I think even on my birthday. No, I don't know about my birthday, but every 14th of the month I have it saved in my phone to make sure I check in on you. I know. I, I yes. noticed that. And like, that has made such a difference in my life. Like, just the sweetness that it that it takes for someone to do that, like to put you in their phone mm-hmm. and to say, hey, you know what? I care so much about this person that yes. I'm going to check in on them and just make sure they're okay. Like, yes. And to have the emotional energy to be able to do that, you know? Because I so often, I just don't have the emotional energy because I'm like going through my own bullshit all yeah. the time. So thank you for so much for of course. Like, having like extra energy to be there for others. No, of course. I try I try to do my best with that. Like I know it's not easy cuz I have like I everyone say I have 50 million fucking friends. <laughs> I really do. I mean, that's even better than I mean, like to shows how much energy you have to get yes, it, you know. Yes. Yes. I've I've noticed I've been slowing down lately too, especially <laughs> I, I think COVID like definitely slowed me down. I, I mean, I don't even want to say it, but COVID definitely slowed me down with just like how much uh which is like how much energy I have. I want to say is I don't want to say it's because I'm thirty. Because I mean, <laughs> that that could be it. But could I don't. Be, but but yeah. I don't want to believe that's the reason why I, I'm so I'm like slowing down. Like I've been trying to actually put like give a little more more time to myself. Because every time if I'm not by myself, I'm with I'm with Armand. Yeah. Totally. So and that's why I'm like okay, I need to make sure I like the time I actually have to like to just sit and just chill. Like just I take that time to myself. Self-care. Yeah, I know, and it's. Yeah. But I be feeling so bad because I'm like, I do have time. I t- time I can give. I'm just like, I want to, because I, I usually I want to give it. I usually want to give my time, but I'm like. You gotta also like yeah. preserve your energy as well too. Like one yeah. thing I, I'm always telling people about mental health is, to, in order to be there for others, you have to take care of yourself, and you have to be able to have extra in your cup to to pour into other people's cups. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And that only comes when you take care of yourself.
first and foremost. Yes. And so we all have to take care of ourselves and then whatever extra we have, we can go ahead and help the world with, you know? Yes. And that's one thing I've learned within the past two to three years of um, just, uh, I guess just actually, no, even after, yeah, after my breakup with my, with my last ex, I, that's one thing I've learned. I'm just like, so I need to, in order for me to really give what I can, I give everything, I give my all, I have to make sure that I'm taking care of myself. And I've noticed that a lot about myself that I was not, I would really rarely do that. I would make sure I try to like people please everyone just to make sure that they, that they, I can, you know, I don't like to show off that show that flake or anything and like, or just cat. Cause I'm like, that's one big thing. I have an issue with people like want to say that they want to, they're going to do something. And then at the last minute it's like, Oh, I just can't blah, and blah, blah. So, everyone does that. Yeah. You know and I'm just I mean? like, you could just, I was like, let me, I, that's why I let people know. I'll give them like, heads up. Like I am, I'm pushing for this, but I'll let you know. I'm not, it's not a hundred percent yet, but I'll, I'll, but just so you know, like it's not going to be a full on cat as long as you know, I'm, I'm letting you know, I'm going to try to put in the effort, but it's not going to be a hundred percent that I can put in all the effort for this one. Cause I have other things going on. Oh yeah. And I think as long as yes. you clarify that, that's great. Like one of the things back in May yes. that I talked to my friends about, and that genuinely like was was a, was an issue for me. So first off, most of my friends mm-hmm. refused flat out to get together during COVID. Like, yeah, and, you know, and I wasn't um, one of them, unfortunately. No, you were not. No, you were not. Thankfully, <laughs> yeah. You know? But I mean, like, and I understand why they they they. And so I have no like yeah. judgment towards them whatsoever. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the result of that was that like I. Like I, I am a social person by nature, and yes. so and my friends are, are like my family because I don't yes. talk to my real family because they're racist and homophobic. Yes. So fuck them, you know. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna pause real quick, but I'll, I'll ask you about that later when yeah, it yeah. when it pops in my head. But okay, yeah. okay. And so it's like you know, so like having my social network basically taken away from me, it literally made me want to die. And yeah. so. Um, and just all the stress from COVID. I mean, I'm a healthcare worker on top of all that. And mm. so it's like I was working in COVID, like testing clinics. And now I'm working, you know, with the unhoused and like, mm. you know, doing harm reduction with folks on the street. And yes. so, like, w- the career path that I've taken, you know, is with, it's a helping um, position and helping positions quite often are very stressful. Yeah. You know, um, so I had to learn that as well too, to be able to take care of myself, to have extra to pour down yes yes okay maybe shit honestly i'm still happy i'm happy that you're still that you're just here and just you're working you're doing work that makes you that one that makes you feel good about yourself but also something that you like what i like to call it is like giving back to the world yeah. and that's why i'm like that's what i'm working up to right now I'm trying to, i'm pushing for counseling i just gotta like just stay on top of things i'm like i'm literally trying to stay on top of that but i just got a lot of shit going on but it's all good. It's all good. It's gonna be. It's gonna happen. I don't know. It's gonna hopefully happen in the next five years. Hopefully less than that. But we'll we'll see what happens. We'll yeah. see. We, yes. Whatever is meant to be will happen. Then, yes. And I just find that just being in the here and the now mm. is really all we can do. We don't have the future. We don't have the past anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean. All we have is this moment. Yes. Yes. Oh, that's why I love you. <laughs> Thank you, love. Of course. No, that's why I love you. Okay. Um. How, ooh, let's talk about our, how we first met. I get, okay, so when we, okay, I forgot to tell you this before we start the podcast, but um, when we go into, um, when we go into like uh, talking about a story, we got to make, make sure I give it a little more, con- like a, enough context so people can follow and like paint the picture for them so that they can understand what what's going on, um, going on with us. So just for, yeah. just for going on through this episode. So how we first met. Um, in Spanish class. In Spanish class, <laughs> 2006. 2018? Yes. 2018. 
I just, I just remember your fucking laugh. That's what got, that's what sold me on you the whole, the, the first time I met you. And I was just like, that girl has just this very infectious laugh. And I, I was just thought it was funny just the way that I was, I was like, that's how she really laughs. <laughs> I just had like two dudes in the Castro yeah. reading me to death the other day when I was doing my, my outreach. Like, because they were just, like, they were haters. Let's be real. They were fucking They're, haters. Who are the haters for, huh? Oh, my God. For what? Yeah, these two dudes are like, so I was laughing out loud, right? And they're like, and then they, they started mimicking me laughing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, then, like, and then just, like, hating on me. And I'm like, oh, I, I wish I would, like, I, I wish I'd hate on me, too, if I was you. Like, you can't beat like, this. So. Exactly, right? <laughs> like, you are so miserable. If you have to hate on a fucking stranger that's having right. fun. Yeah. Like, that is, that that shows so much negativity on your part. Yes. And you must be, like, either mentally ill yourself or just fucking miserable yeah i'll probably would have just come and be like i'm i just want to let you know your laugh is just fucking infectious and i love it as like and i love it Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> i love it too you know yes and i, I know that my personality is bigger than like life and that's fine that's it's, fine it's no. who I am. honestly that's all if that's who you are don't be apologetic about who the fuck you are people can't accept that of like because they think that it might be what annoying or just too much or just whatever then do you, boo-boo? It's not, as long as it's not really affecting you, this is how I am, so move the fuck on. You won't see me again, most likely. Fuck you. Exactly. And I want to say that out there for anyone that's listening, like, if, mm-hmm. you know, you aren't validated by society or anything like yeah. that, society and fuck the rules. Yes. You know what I mean? You do you. Exactly. 100%. That's why I'm the way I am right now today. But yeah, I remember sitting next to you in Spanish class. Were we sitting next to each other? I remember you being on the other side of class for, oh, I don't know, maybe that was the beginning. I remember you were on my left hand side. Yes, always. I was always like going this way. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to talk to you. And we would both sit in the front. Yes. Yes. I'm a nerd and I sit in the front. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. I wish I did so much better in that class. I was just like, I took it for fun, Mm. but I was like, I found out that I think I forgot I took pass. I didn't do pass no pass. And I was like, oh, I gotta get to be in this class. <laughs> I was like, I don't care if I get a D or a C. Like as long as I'm learning, that's all that matters to me. But I'm like, oh, I did not take pass. I was like, I gotta get a B or A. I can't fail this class. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then a little note got a B, so I was happy about there we that. Go. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I need to continue taking. I tried to take another Spanish class after that, but that didn't. I just I didn't like the teacher. I, was just I like, took the Spanish class after the intermediate Spanish, and she was a bitch. Like she was super mean. See, yeah, like the yeah. one I took. I, I she a lady? It was a lady. Uh, she was like, she was elderly. the Mission Street cam- campus? No, no, this no, was on okay. this was on the main campus. Okay. And then, I'll, yeah, I don't know what happened. I just like, I didn't like, I think she was trying to teach the um the book from the book versus like, I'm like, girl, like, ain't nobody about to be going to Spain. I'm like, oh, I'm not saying, but most of the people here are, are Mexican. Yeah, uh, Latin American. Me- Mexican or, uh, or uh, not Filipino. What the fuck am I saying? Uh, a Salvadorian or, mm-hmm. uh, or, some, or something else. Somewhere in Latin America. Where in the fuck is some of us going to be going out to Spain using bulls? Oh, yeah, yeah. None of us would be like, La Fonda. No, it's exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I'm yeah. like, every every Spanish teacher I had out here always made sure that we knew that we knew the the basics, the basic stuff that's around, uh, based around Latin America. Exactly. Like, be- most of the people that I learned Spanish from, because I didn't learn it growing up, even though I'm half yeah. Mexican, you know. I learned it in New York, like around Dominican, yes. you know, Colombians, yes. like Cubans, and yes. stuff like that. And so my accent and like the words that I use mm. is really kind of fucked up. Yeah, I mean, well, shit, because you're learning so many different like fucking ways cultures. of sayings or cultures yeah. about it. So like everybody calls something else something else. Exactly. And I'm just like, okay, just let me know the basics so I can know my lefts and my rights, and no ask for directions, and then I'll be good. Exactly. Yeah, conversations. We we'll work on that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so yeah, no. Oh my god. So for me, yeah, that that I just remember your like just remember your affectionate laugh. 
And I remember the couple of times we had conversations and we never really, I remember you how, how passionate we were talking about your girlfriend at the time. Mm-hmm. And then we, I, and I remember you were supposed to go on a trip and I was going to try to do it with you, but I was working at, I was still be, work, being poor and broke working at For United, even though I had flight benefits, doesn't mean I, I had the money to spend like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, then, and for anyone that, just to give some, some background, I used to own my own company, and so I had a lot of money to spend back then. Wait, I didn't know you used to own your own company. Really? Oh, yeah, like Perez Event Services, and so that was my company, and so I did my, I worked for myself for like five years. Why'd you stop? Um, COVID. Oh! <laughs> COVID ruined, my, I was one of the food service workers that COVID ruined my business. I didn't you know? know that. Oh, yeah. That's why I went back into like working in healthcare. I did not know that. Why am oh, I? Yeah. Why am I just not knowing this? For, like months. Like I like so there is um, she might have known him from um, Top Chef recently, but Chef Nel- German like Chef Nelson German mm-hmm. who owns Sobremesa in Oakland, and then also um, several other restaurants as mm-hmm. well too. But like I've met him, and he's a super sweet guy. He opened up um, one of his restaurants, Alamar. Um, in the beginning of COVID to provide mm. restaurant workers that were out of work like a bag of free food every fucking day. Oh my God. So for like three, yeah, for like three months straight, I would go um, and get my bag of food every yeah. single day. And that was how I actually fucking survived and ate. Oh my God. And so, yeah, it's, and so it's like, you know, people just having to like pull together and do this for the community. Yeah. It's been amazing. That is amazing. Oh my, is he still there? He's still there in Oak. Oh yeah. Like he, and he opened Sobre Mesa, which is a new restaurant um, yeah. earlier this year year which is fucking fire so if any of you guys like are in oakland go to sobre mesa okay amazing okay i'm yes. gonna have to try it we're gonna have to probably do that for uh lunch or dinner yes someday. i love that okay yes i'm down for that actually yes all right i'm definitely because what they serve like what uh, i'm assuming it's like latin latin food yeah latin. puerto rican food you know oh like, like oh so they're gonna have plat, 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 they have like tostones and stuff like oh. that oh yeah you know but like elevated you know I'm down for that. Okay. Oh, it's so good. Okay. Okay. We're yes. doing that. We're doing that. I, if I, because uh, I remember I went to Puerto Rico and I didn't get a chance to even have like Puerto Rican cuisine out there. And I was like, I can't. I was like, I can go get fucking. I, I'm like, we got to buy McDonald's and fucking Popeyes. And I'm surprised they had Popeyes out there. I ain't going to mm-hmm. lie. But I'm just like, I'm like, if I can't find no like decent fucking um, uh, Puerto Rican uh, cuisine out here. I know. No, but who knows? No, no. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, we didn't look, I don't think we looked hard enough at the same time. It was just like, it, I don't know. It was just like, uh, I, so I have to go back. I have a friend out there and also I just want to go back because like it was just, it was it was a pretty decent spot. Yeah, San Juan is beautiful. I love yes. San Juan, Puerto Rico. Yes. You know? Absolutely fucking gorgeous. Oh my God. We'll have to probably make a trip out there then. Okay. All right. All right. We're in for that. All right. So, what's your? Oh, so fuck. I want to ask more about the times we met. Actually, let's go more about our relationship. So, like, when do? So, I feel like we didn't really start. Uh, I guess because we bonded, but we didn't really. I feel like we weren't like actually like do doing more things that uh, molded our relationship until I want to say after. Uh, what do you think? Possibly after COVID. No. Yeah, like, during, I think during COVID. Like, I during think COVID? Because we're friends on Facebook, right? Yeah. And so it's like, I think that you, I feel like you saw me going through a lot of hard times. Because I, like, yes. I, like, spill my soul on Facebook. Yeah. At least I used to, yes. you know? And so you'd, like, read, like, what I was going through and then, like, privately, like, message me. And then I think that's when you started checking up on me. Yeah. noticed something was wrong. Yeah. You know? And so I think that's a really good thing that friends can do. In case anyone out there is, like, wondering what you can do for your friends, mm-hmm. if you notice that they're kind of going through something, just check in with them and say, yes. hey, I noticed that... You know, you seem to be kind of down. Like, you know, are you okay? I recently had another friend of mine, like, ask me through Instagram, like, because of what I was posting on Instagram. He just literally t- texted me, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> there it is, y'all. There it is. <laughs> yes, there's the loud, you know? <laughs> and I was 
like, actually, let me tell you what I've been through. I tried to kill myself, like, in May. Yeah. And, like, all, like I'm, I'm okay now. And, he, and then just, like, when, he, when I told him all that, he's like, when I, I'm out of town right now, but when I get back, we're going to chill. Like, I've got a backyard. Yes. Like, let's just have a good time. And, like, I'm going to introduce you to, like, like, all the homies that are, like, nice and positive. And I'm like, please do. You yes. Know? So, all right. Yeah. Let's, let's jump in. Actually, we can go ahead and jump into that part then. Because, um... Uh, this episode is about depression, but like even like yeah, I remember that I was messaging. Mess- I forgot what, how I messaged you. I don't think I told you happy birthday or something like that, or I forgot what the, what what it was. And then or I was supposed to come see. You. Was I supposed to come see you that day or some I, shit? Yeah, I think so. And then you say like you can- oh yeah, because I was at Armand's house, and then I was you usually say like I just tried to commit suicide. Yeah. And I was just like, yeah. Wait, what? We had a yeah, we had, we had like a date. We that had a night. date, not that. And he was yeah. like, he was trying to make sure I was gonna be on time too. Like that's so good. For, I was like, he's always like, shout out to Armand just for just being a great boyfriend and just a great friend and just everything because yeah. he's always on my ass. Be like, no, you need to make sure you're on time for this. Like, I was like, all right, cool. I'll, I'll show up. And I think for uh, for some reason I was like, okay, I'm gonna just be a little late. And then you, and either I text you first or you text me or text you text me first. Like, hey, we're going to change it. Uh, we got this. Uh, Cancel because I just tried to commit suicide. I'm like, yeah, I'm I remember trying calling you. <laughs> yeah, and I remember trying calling you, and I'm just like, wait, what the fuck? Like, I'm like, let me just go and see you. I'll just try and go see you. Like, wh- whatever you need me to do, I'll come. Whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, I was just in shock. I was just like, everyone was. What the fuck happened? Like, it was so impulsive, and like everyone, like later on after I got out of the mental health hospital, <laughs> like, that, that's a, there's a whole story to that. There's a whole story to that. There's a whole story to that, y'all. Yeah. Was asking me, they're like, "What could I have done?" And I, t- and I told everyone, "Like, you couldn't have done anything. Like, what I did, it was completely on me. I take full responsibility for yeah. it. It was, you know, um, a very impulsive thing that I did. Yeah. Um, but that was the result of a breakup. Yeah. And so, but we'll go into a little bit more in that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, like, there was literally nothing anybody could have done. Yes. You know, and I take full responsibility for that. Yeah. Okay. I th- well, I want to go off of the question, but then like, there's, I feel like that's. It- this is, this is showing. Yeah, right now I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna like I'm gonna wing it because I still want to like. There's certain questions I really did want to ask, but like I can definitely see how depression has affected you. But also I know it goes deeper than just that one moment. Right. And I guess what I want to know is just like how has it like, like how do you how do you really even like how or how long have you been dealing with it? Like how long has it been a thing? Because I'm sure it's not the first time you've ever oh, tried no. commit committed suicide. So just to give a background on my personal history, so I grew up in a really abusive um, household. Yeah. Um, my mom had me at 15 years old, yeah. and then um, she when she when she was 20, she married you know into like an, like a middle class family, right? Yeah. Um, and so that guy adopted me at four years old, mm. and so he was super duper abusive. I'm talking like my, some of my first memories are of being at four years old, and he's like. About to yeah. punch the shit out. He's like punching me. Yeah. My mom is like trying to pull him off of me saying, Stop, you're gonna kill her. You yeah. know? Um, like when I, I remember around six years old, he started calling me a worthless bitch. And that uh. was his nickname for me, was worthless bitch. Right. Mm. I ended up telling a priest what was going on mm. um, at summer camp at twelve years old. Yeah. And getting out of that situation. And that was also and the reason I told the priest that was because that was the first time I tried to slice my wrist open when I was 12 years old. I tried mm. to kill myself at 12 because I was so miserable living in that house. I remember being a kid thinking, I can't wait to be an adult, you know, because when I'm an adult, I can be free and I can make yeah. my own decisions and, you know, decide for myself what I want. Um, and I just wanted to be free, you yeah. know. And back then, like, well, death is freedom, you know. Yeah. And my mom found out about it. My mom, you know, um, she, I don't think she knew how to, like, really deal with it. You know, mm-hmm. like, she told me, not to tell anybody, you know, mm. and so 
just keeping a secret. I just couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah. And so the first thing I did at summer camp that year was I told first a sixteen year old, you know, like camp counselor. Yeah. And it, I remember her like crying. Like yeah. she was fucking in tears. Like she couldn't handle what I was like what I was telling her. And so then she went to the priest and was like, yeah. You need to tell the priest this. Yeah. And so I told the priest that and priests are, you know, mandatory reporters. And yeah. so they called the cops. And the cops basically told my family, look, you know, we can either put her into the system or she can go with her, like, family. And so I, I lived with my, my grandparents mm-hmm. until I was 16. And then at 16, I got married and lived on my own. <laughs> yeah. Shit. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I still give you props for that. At least you got to move out at 16 and, like, live on your own. Look at oh, you. Oh, yeah. I had my own since I was 16, bitch. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that was kind of like a like a dirty deal that I did with my mom. Like, because my yeah. mom wanted me to come back to live with her, right? Yeah. And I was 15, and I was like, well, only if you, like, will sign the paperwork to get me emancipated. Like, oh, then I'll come back and live with you. And then yeah. so she, she's like, well, you got to do all the work. And I'm like, no problem. I'll do the work, yeah. right? And so every day after high school, fucking high school, yeah. like, I'm on the bus going down to, I grew up in Sacramento, yes. going down to downtown Sacramento to fill all the paperwork out and shit. Because yes. I wanted it that bad. Yes. You know? And so, and I, so I, and I love, I love being an adult. Like, I'm just going to yes. put it out there. I love no. having control. Yes. <laughs> yes. Girl, <laughs> shit. I'm like, I want to be back to that point. I'm getting too comfortable at my parents' house right now. Yes. It's been four years too long since I've been back. <laughs> 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 well, I love my mother to death. I love yes. her to death, but living with her makes me crazy. <laughs> yes. I think a lot, of, a lot of people can say that about their mom. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people can say that about their mom. It's just, it's, it's sad to admit, but like, I've noticed that like a lot of my friends, I'm like, some, like a lot of my friends can be like, yeah, like I love my mom, but I can't live with her. I'm exactly. Like, but yeah, baby. Uh, so damn, I, I remember you telling me that story. I'm like, I'm not, I'm, I've dealt with depression before, but you know what? The last episode I just did with my brother and my sister. That I think I, I think yeah, I think I was at as a time. I'm like my depression didn't run as as heavy as yours, but be, after losing a brother and not knowing how to fully not pro, just process, but like grieve. Your brother died. My oldest brother died when I was seven. Wow. Yes. What? Uh, just um like that enlarged heart. You like you know like some oh, like yeah, okay. uh yeah those um like uh sports players have like when they're young or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't notice. I, I really didn't notice. Like I'm like, why do I feel like this? And remember, I remember I told you this one that one time about like where I have random like just uh, this random thought that runs in my head. Like it's like something was like of like of like hitting someone just randomly. But it's not like, I'm, and that's why I always had a fear. I'm like, is that some crazy side of me that just wants to like lash out? But because I remember having two moments like that when I was uh once when I was eight, and then another time when I was uh like 15 where I had a blackout moment. And I remember this, there was a blackout moment where this girl was, um, I was like with these kids and I was on the cruise with my parents and I asked, and apparently I pushed this girl into the pool oh. and I don't remember doing it. Yeah. I just remember her being in the pool. Yeah. So I probably did do it. Most likely I, I I'm at this point, I'm thinking like maybe I did because if I blacked out from that and oh, I don't yeah. remember it, I my, 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 like a part of me did that shit. Yeah, I think that's uh, that was post, you know, you losing your brother. Yeah, and that was that was that same year actually. That was that same year. Yeah, I mean, children, especially if, like children aren't given the space to really talk about their feelings or mm-hmm. things like that, or like going to therapy or anything yeah. like that. You know, it's like your children don't know how to deal with complex emotions like that. You yeah. know, and so a lot of times it's going to be taking it out on other children. You yes. know, I know I was like that as a kid. You know, yeah. my sister was five years younger than me, and I was fucking terrible to her as a kid. Like, yeah. You know? And my brother says the same thing, too. He's like, he didn't know how to process his emotion. And we never, not like we ever really talked about it. My mom always said, like, she how she, sometimes she misses, uh, 
uh, my brother's name was Steven. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we never, we never like, we never got a chance to go to therapy. We never actually had a chance to really talk about with the family about how we felt. And I remember I told the last episode, I said like, I, at a, at the age of seven, I was in my head. I, I already felt like I was like, I had this um, thing engraved in me saying like, big boys are not supposed to cry. Yep. And I only cry I, or cry around other people. So I've only cr- like, so when we got to the hospital, and I asked, um, I think my, yeah, it was my sister Chrissy, and then I think one of my other sisters, I think it was Gina or Angie, I think it was Gina. But um, they asked, I told them I need to go to the bathroom, and that's where I cried for a second. I went to go fake pee, and I was just like, why did you have to leave? And then I walk out, act like everything was fine. See, shout out to toxic masculinity and this culture yeah. for robbing men of their ability yeah, see, to I express fucking emotions. Yeah, see, right? I don't know. I don't know. And, and that's one thing. Cause my dad, I, I know for when my when my dad, he was trying to make sure he was strong for my mom. So he didn't like try to, I guess he did not try to cry because he wanted to make sure he had to keep everything going. My mom was, that was her firstborn. And cause, okay, again, backstory, my, my dad, my uh, first brother or my eldest brother, that's not my dad's child. That's my, um, as my sister said, that was her, um, that's her, uh, dad, her dad's son and my mom's son. So that's my half brother. Yeah. And so like, um, and so when my mom, like I've, I seen her break down. That was the first time I ever seen her break down and cry like that before. And then I'm just like, why are you crying? Like you, didn't you say Stephen's supposed to be in heaven? I've some someone remember saying that. I someone what don't. And then me and my brother, that's when uh, me and my brother now, we kind of had like a little, we, we were like, he was always like, I was always looking up to him. I was always trying to be like him. I was always trying, everything that he didn't like, I didn't like everything he liked, I liked. I was trying to be like my oldest brother. And then well, that's when we started to ha- have a little more disconnect because he was very angry and he was taking it out on me. He didn't like, he only wanted to like be around our cousins as, that was his age. He didn't, I, 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 I guess at the time he probably he he said he, he admits that he's like he like he treated me horribly and like he felt like he should treat me better but and i'm like but i'm like you know what like it's not i'm like part of it's not your fault and like and it's weird that he knew at a, at a young age about that about uh how he was treating me and like he said like i'm the only reason i'm doing this because our oldest brother did this did this to me too like he was like being like not fucked up, but just like he would be an asshole. Passing down generational yeah. trauma. Yeah, but it was it yeah. wasn't I can't really call it trauma. It was more of like him being goofy and just right. being an asshole. Like it's just like it wasn't a bad thing from like it was like that's how my brother was from what I remember yeah. and what they remember of and what my siblings remember of him and that's like how he treated me. And I think with all of that, I'm like and that's like and like me not knowing how to grieve that and going into like fifteen, sixteen and constantly just being depressed and thinking like and knowing, yeah, constantly being depressed, not knowing why, and thinking like I'm living to 16 and I don't know if I'm gonna make it, and then living past 16 and and knowing that my brother didn't even, like couldn't even live past that, yeah. and that I think part of me is like I think to a level I do have some underlying still depression that runs yeah. within that maybe because yeah. uh, I did break down crying the uh, on that last episode because. I was just like, I don't remember, I don't remember the, uh, I, I'm like, I can remember him talking, but I don't have full descriptive audio of uh, details of his voice. Yeah. You guys do. Y'all, Simon was 10, my sister was 22 when he died, and my other sisters were like, what, two years out behind that? So 20 and um, 18 or whatever. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have no recollection of like what he like of like all of his all of his behavior. I just remember things that he did for me as a when I was uh his since I was his youngest brother, mm-hmm. and and but I don't have full audio of I'm probably gonna start crying again. Okay. Uh, so I, but I don't have full audio of like what he sounds like, yeah. and that hurts because I I want to remember that I really do. That's 
And so I, so that's where I think for like when my like my I mean, I've always had those moments where I'm just like okay I'm like I kind of I'm like I I wish I was there like I would I will like I wish I had the the power to kill myself and one time I I really I was close to doing that because I caught, got myself caught up with some with some shit with some shit before, um when I was nineteen, and it wasn't intentional for me to uh, to get caught up with that I just didn't know know any better because of a a situation that happened to me when I was a ch- when I was younger. And um, as I, as I, you guys don't know, I was sexually assaulted at a, a very young age, but I, I'm not going to go into details about that. But yeah, um, I just remember, and then I just remember I tried to kill myself, but I never could come down to it because I'm too scared of like, what if? Right. It's, it's yes. terrifying when like yes. when you're in that moment. Like, and I've tried to kill myself several times. Yeah. So there's always that moment, like right after you've done whatever it is you've done, you've taken that entire bottle of pills or slashed your wrist open yes. or whatever it is. There's that fucking moment of fear, like, oh shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, that's what saves you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh you know, my god. As someone that has tried to commit suicide more than once, you're like, oh fuck, and like now, like I gotta get to the hospital, and yes. And that was one of the things that was so terrifying with my last suicide attempt is that so I live on a hill, okay? Yes. And I don't have good cell phone service, so after taking an, like two bottles of fucking pills. Oh right? wait, I thought he was gonna, like right here. I'm like, you don't mean what you mean? You got no good cell phone service here like i have great cell phone service here <laughs> i thought you had t-mobile too i was like no. oh no i got like AT&T. Oh, AT&T, okay oh that's not i was like okay yeah, okay no, i'm kidding no. Sucks, but yeah no this is back in sac what sacramento no no this is here oh, this is here this oh is here. Well, like back in may oh, to, like, oh okay 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 and then i'm back in my bedroom and then, and then like after i decided like oh shit i gotta call the like 911 yeah i've been calling 911 several times and it wouldn't go through i got a busy signal oh my god yeah so i was like oh shit like i do this remember this gonna happen like yes. this time yeah that's when i ran outside so i ran outside yes. without any shoes on Girl, and i literally collapsed in front of my building and like my friend came out and like called 911 yes and it was a big drama but yeah. yes no, but bitch, no. Like, uh, that's how. That's you. Like, that's your. What, what did you call that at the time when um, we were talking about this? You said that was your um actual um the real me. Your real you saying like, bitch, what the fuck are you doing? Right, like, exactly. uh, uh-uh, you better get your ass up and you better fucking get some help. Get some help right now. Exactly. Oh exactly. my god. Oh yeah, exactly. And I was like begging to like borrow some dude's phone that was smoking a cigarette out there. Yes. And I was like, I'm dying. Like being very yes. desperate. <laughs> <laughs> I can just imagine. I'm dying. Literally. Like, <laughs> Give me a phone, please, so I can call 911 and grab it. All right, thank you. Bye. Is that, right? <laughs> that would happen in the Bay Area, too, okay? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and I would like to say, you have to fucking laugh at this shit, okay? You really have to at this you point. You have to. Yeah. All right? So anyone that feels some type of way about me laughing about it, like, no. I'm, I make fun of myself, mm. like, the... More than anybody else does. Because yes. you have to be able to fucking laugh at yourself. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that's one thing I'm trying to do. Actually, no, that's one thing I do at myself a lot. I make sure I laugh at it. And that's why I I, I feel bad. Because I'm like, there was a, a, a incident with one of my friends. And she, she I don't know if she actually listened to this. But me and her still have to have a conversation about it. Um, she tried to commit suicide before. Um, while, we're, I was, like, while we're still roommates. And I remember her like uh, like she was it was the same thing heartbreak it was the same thing it was a heartbreak and then she just uh, did the same thing you did and but then she was like fuck it I'm like I don't know what the, like she she snapped out she's like I'm like I need I was like I need you to call nine one one pretty much yeah yeah and I just remember uh, that's a conversation I'll have to have with her when I when I get the chance but because uh, I was about to go into details about that but that don't need to happen but yeah so I just remember so I'm just like yeah just like it's that it's yourself like okay like. Do I really want to die right now? Like, right. no. 
Like, but it's like it's it's like it, it's so easy when you're in the thought and you're in your feelings and right. it's like I would because every time I'm driving I'm really depressed I'm like I wish just something would just like knock me off the road yeah exactly just just knock me off the road because I don't have the power to do it my damn self or whatever yeah. and but then I'm like and but I know I can never I, I already know myself like I was like I know I can never take my life intentionally like mm-hmm. ever like I know it just was like something like that that self myself and like my what my heart myself whatever you like whatever we call it yeah. is like saying that like you like you you know what the fuck you're doing right don't feel like that's stupid what oh, the yeah. fuck are you doing yeah like like some of the things i was thinking like am i ready so it was a really beautiful day um yeah. on like the time that i tried to kill myself and it was over this like this beginning of summer and so yeah. and it was like 3 p.m so like was it may sh- or was it was it april it was May. It was May? Okay. It was like a few days before my birthday. Okay, yes. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like, and I looked out, I remember looking out the window this perfect day thinking, am I ready to never, ever see another sunrise again? Yeah. You know? And that's just like, no, I, I, I gotta fight. You yeah. Know? I gotta stay here. Um, and so that's when I, I went to get help. Yeah. Oh my God. That's a lot. Yeah. Uh... I have none. I don't even know what else to say to that. That's just, it's 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 just it's it's crazy. It's like, cause I'm like, there's so many people that, especially like young people who are so young who just doesn't know like it it can get better from here. Oh, yeah, and mental health conditions are only getting worse under COVID. Yeah, right now. So if anyone's been struggling with mental health in this past year and a half, trust me when I say you are not alone. Yes. Right? Everyone's been struggling, um, and so there's al- there's always ways to, to reach out, and so, you know, just, just look for the light. Yes. Look for the helpers around you. Like, the one thing that I've been doing that's been helping me more than anything is mm. surrounding myself just with my friends, yeah. you know? And then just, because I think for, for women especially, like, we focus so much on, like, romantic love, and yeah. when we don't have that, like, it feels like a part of you is gone, yeah. you know? So for me, Why I, is that? I know for me, it's because I never had, like, a good father figure growing up, right? Oh, okay. And yes, so- yes, yes. Oh, that will be good. Oh, God. Then you and me. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, bring, <laughs> Another episode. I'll, I'll, I'll your name out, but I'll, I'll make sure that you, that I'll make sure that you meet, you meet her because she has daddy, daddy issues too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. I mean, I was 21 years old and I married a man that was 20 years older than me. Like, oh. so clearly I had daddy issues. You know what I mean? R. Kelly issues. I, was- <laughs> I know, right? Age enough, but number. <laughs> Yes, no, uh, I remember having this conversation. Yeah, I just had this conversation with my sister uh, on the last episode. Oh, yeah, I was 14 years old. I had a 23-year-old boyfriend. So, yes, you know, clearly there were things that were wrong with me that nobody just checked when I, when I, and I was weird. I was a weird fucking teenager, you know? Um, And so, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, What would you say, uh, I had a question, too, and I think it just, like, left my mind. Hold on. That's why we have Adderall. It's supposed, it's supposed to help you with these things. You stay focused, but you know, I thought you're supposed to keep your mindset too. Um, provide you uh, Adderall. I was like, provide you Adderall. It it makes the world go around. Like, no. Um. So I my question was, um, what would so? How would you? Nope. Fuck it. We're just gonna go to the. Uh, we're just gonna go to the, the questions list. I read. Yeah. We're just go to the list, and if it comes back to me, then I'll, I'll make sure I, I I keep it down, and I'll make sure I type it down this time too. Do uh do you feel your depression has been under uh, underlooked by your peers or family? I feel that I don't feel like it's been underlooked, but I feel that people don't really know how to deal with a depressed person, and so mm-hmm. as a result, 
Like my mom especially. So my mom will just tell me things like, you need to do this, this, and this. And I'm mm. like, and I've had to have these conversations with her over the years. And she's gotten much better about this. Yeah. But I've told her, I'm like, look, I don't need advice. And that's yeah. the, whenever I have a conversation about my mental health with folks, yeah. that's the first thing I'll say is, look, I don't need advice. What yeah. I need for you to do is to hold space for me. Yes. To listen. Yes. Ask open-ended questions. Yes. And to validate my experiences. Yes. And I think for most people that are struggling with anything, you know, yes. that's the more appropriate way to, I think, engage them in a conversation than just listening and then giving advice. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Because yeah. I'm like, you don't really have to give advice when it comes down to it. It's just more. And that's what a lot of, I think parents are trying to make sure that they. And I don't think it's their. I, I, I feel like that's the whole thing about parents. It's like they want to make sure that they can just. They, they want to give you whatever they can to make sure that you're good. Right. Usually. That's usually the case. And like, even if it's like, even if it's like coming out of like, they're not. It, no, like I'm not listening. I'm just like, and they're like, okay, I see that this is happening to you. I don't like that this happened to you, but I'm like, but I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I can. I'm gonna say what I can to make sure that you know that you need to be on this earth, and I need to die before you. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and it's hard. Like my mom, so when I was in the the mental hospital, so after I tried to commit suicide, mm-hmm. I ended up going in for a fifty one fifty at yeah. a mental hospital. You yeah. Know? Um, and so my mom, like, it was really hard to reach me in there. And so when my mom finally reached me, mm-hmm. she started screaming at me. She's like, God damn it, I've been trying yeah. to fucking reach you, and I can't reach you enough. And I'm yes. like, and then, then I was not in a good place either. Yes. So I literally screamed back at her. I was like, stop fucking yelling at me! You know? yes. And then I ended up throwing the phone at the fucking, like, plexiglass window. Oh, my God. Because I was like, I can't take this no more. <laughs> yes, like, I and, fucking and parents are triggering. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's like, I mean, God. they're like my. She's my greatest ally, but she's yes. also like the one that knows how to trigger me. Like nobody yes. else. Yes. No family knows how to trigger each other. I told. Yes. I had that conversation with my mom recently. Like we are each other's triggers. Yes. I'm like, and I'm not trying to be your trigger. I'm trying to make sure I listen. But you are not like you and I are not helping each other. So I think. The best way to have a relationship, a good relationship with your parents sometimes, if you don't have a good relationship with your parents, is to move out of the house. That's when yes. you actually have a great relationship with your parents. One thousand percent. Like how we're like jump, like how it's more about parents than depression. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And in my family, like the, like mental illnesses are rampant. Yeah. You know, like people in my family, like they have drug addiction issues, yeah. depression, yeah. you know, eating disorders, everything. Yeah. You know, my great grandmother was schizophrenic. And lived yeah. in, like, a fucking mental hospital for most of her life. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. She had so much ECT, electroconvulsive therapy, mm. before they gave you anesthetic, all right? Yeah. So she had it fucking conscious. She had so much of that that it turned her teeth a different color. No. Yes. Like, electric, uh, th- it turned her teeth a different color. Uh-huh. That can happen? That can happen, yeah. And I had to look that shit up. I'm like, really? Like, I had no clue. But, like, the stories that my grandmother would tell me, you know? Like, my grandmother would yeah. tell me stories of having to drive her mother home like mm. hundreds of miles because her mom was caught, you know, walking through the streets of some small town oh fucking my naked. God. Yeah. You know? And so it's like it was even harder back then for people like my grandmother to have to go through that because you didn't talk about mental illness. Yeah. Back then. You know, it was a fucking secret. Yeah. You know, can you imagine me twelve years old having to drive your fucking mom like from like LA to San Francisco? No. Yeah, me neither. No, not at all. And I'm like the fact that you have to learn how to, I mean, great that you learn how to drive at twelve years old. <laughs> yeah. like, I'm like, bitch, I should be having my license at fifteen at fourteen. But you know what? That's not the law. So I'll I'll, I'll have it by sixteen. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, at least the, at least mom can have that under her belt. Be like, <laughs> at least I know how to drive by twelve. I was like, <laughs> right, exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. That's a lot. It's a lot. That is know? a lot. 
I don't know if I would be able to deal with it. I think I would just be like, I, I, I think I would have like a lot of more in- mental issues if that was the case. Oh, yeah. And the history of mental, like the mental health system in this country is so fucked up. Like, yeah. So I also have epilepsy, right? Yeah. And they used to call epileptics idiots and they would have homes for idiots. Because people thought when you had epilepsy, and this was definitely true in my family too. I was diagnosed with epilepsy at 12 years old. Yeah. And my mom would tell me back then, like, you're disabled. Like, don't have any, like, high expectations about who you are and stuff like that. And so, and I still remember my mom telling me, trying to, her trying to, like, put it into my head that I was disabled. Yeah. And I'm like, I reject that, that label. Yes. You know, like, I've never been able to drive and that's fine with me. Yeah. But I've been able to do everything else in my life. And so, I, I, I question the labels that fucking society wants to put on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, I wasn't expected to be intelligent or anything, and I'm fucking smart. She's smart as fuck. I'm sorry, bitch. Shit. I've been trying to learn Spanish for how long, and I still suck at it? Oh, God. Yeah. So many Latino friends, I still suck at Spanish. Don't worry, you'll get there. Don't worry about it. I know. I just got to keep practicing. That's why exactly. I, was trying to, that's why last, that's why I was trying to, like, marry my last uh, boyfriend, because I'm like, okay, like, if I'm not going to learn... I'm not gonna learn now. Like I, well, actually, no. Actually, he wasn't help at all. I have to live, actually push myself to learn. That's yeah. one thing I learned. Oh yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Practice takes it, it takes practice. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. Is that what you're saying? I was like, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. All right. Um. So I guess uh, just next question. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, how no often does depression come back? Oh, fuck. I mean. That's a question. I'm like, shit, shit. I can answer that myself. Yeah. So basically, it's like, I mean, it's a, you know, for for a lot of years, it actually, I managed it really well. Um, I was single for like, God, like over a decade, you know? Yeah. And it's like, when I was single, I would always be kind of fine. Yeah. um, Because I learned how, it's like, for me, one of my triggers is romantic love. Yeah. The kind of romantic love that I had tended to idealize in my past, and even you know, to it, even now, like I'll, I'll admit, but I'm working through on having a more, um, more realistic view of what romantic love looks like. Yeah. But in the past, like I really, I really upheld like, um, like the type of romantic love that like Gabriel Garcia Marquez would like write about, like yeah. you know, like Florentino Ariza, yeah. like love, like like loving Fermina Daza for all of his life and yeah. waiting until the end of his life to be with her, you know, yeah. and shit like that, that no, that no, never happens. Come on now, yes. you know, and like feeling like that's the kind of love I wanted. And it really just comes from my childhood, never having the love of a father that I needed. Yeah. And so it was always searching for that love from men. And when I didn't get that love from men, um, it just made me feel like I wasn't important. I didn't matter. It brought back all those feelings of being an abused child. Yes. Basically. Yes. You know? And so when I started working on more on like self-love and, and, you know, recognizing that all the people in my life have, you know, they're so important, you know, yeah. and, and it's not just romantic love, you know, familial love, you know, platonic love, these yes. are all s- just as important yes. as romantic love. And I've noticed um, some people, especially like just growing up, like from high school and, um, and going forward, like when people are more focused on the romantic love from their partner versus their friends and they just disco- they put their friends on on the side yeah. and put their that relationship first and I'm like I was here before this person and then so why are you putting this person before like before me yep Exactly. And I'm just like, and I'm saying like, cause like, just like, you're going to have, you, you're expecting this person to be everything. But at the end of the day, it's like, you have like, you're going to have your backbone is when the people, the people that's, uh, that's here for you to listen to you vent and all this other shit. Oh yeah. That have supported you for years. And supported you for years. Or just even just starting off, like, and making sure that you're good. Yes. And I'm, I'm, I'm literally just like digging into to somebody that I, I had a good relationship with, but then 
yeah, this, the whole situation happened. But but yeah, no, I, but I noticed that with like some some friends. I'm just like I'm like why like. Why are you putting on? I mean, I get, I get it. Like, you want to make sure you're solid with this person as well, like, because you feel already feel solid with us. But like, don't. We're not your back burners. Right. We're always going to be the people that's going to be there. Like, okay, do you need us for anything? Like, do you want it? Like, I'm like, do I'm like, I'm, well, just do you need us for anything? Do you need me to listen to you? Do you need me to pick up anything for you? Like, I'm like, yeah, your like your boyfriend, your partner, or whatever is going to be there for you for like the the romantic things. But we're always going to be here for you. Like, even if this person's not, is exactly. not. Catch you when you fall. Yeah, we're gonna catch you when you fall. Like, and we're gonna listen to you even like we don't, even if we disagree with some of the shit that you like that you decide to do. Exactly. I can't even tell you how many people didn't even like my last ex. Like, cause he was a Jew. She was a fucking asshole. I didn't have a problem with him. Oh really? Though. I mean, <laughs> but I met him like what once yeah. or twice. Yeah, a lot of my friends were like, oh, he was so like entitled and yeah, um, and you know, like stuff like that. And I can definitely see it, like arrogant yeah. and stuff. You know. Yeah. He, so for anyone that doesn't know, he had he is a diagnosed narcissist. My ex. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. that's when he told me that I'm like, is that? And I remember like we had I came over a few times and like we talked about that whole situation with you and your with you and your ex. And I'm just like, is that even healthy for you? She's yeah, like, it she's wasn't. like, she's like, <laughs> I'm like, it's not supposed to be, but we kind of balance in a certain way. And I'm like, and you got, and I remember you tell like explain it the way that you did. I'm like, okay, that does sound like it can be a balance where you guys are helping each other, but like as long as it's. You're, I've, and then that's one thing I've noticed. I'm like, I feel like you helped him yes. more than he helped you. That was 1,000% it. it was, and that's always the way it is with narcissists. Okay? Yes. It is always going to be about them. Yes. They have to be like like front and center all the time. Yes. Okay? And if they're not, mm-hmm. they will start devaluing you. Yes. They're going to start just like with all the narcissistic abuse and yes. stuff like that. And that was definitely present in our relationship. And then he would get into all these like self-hating like, you know, episodes of, oh, I can't be a good boyfriend too. And then just get even deeper with the self-hatred. And I'm like, yeah. yo, and this was the last thing I told him like when we broke up. I was like, yo, you're going to keep encountering women leaving you yeah. because you don't love yourself. And he would even tell me, he's like, you don't like, you know, you you can do better than me. You don't deserve me. Yeah. And I'm like, you're right. I don't like deserve to have all this bullshit. Yeah. You know? I do deserve someone who's going to be able to give me love. Yeah. Instead of just take, take, take love. Yes. And that's unfortunately. You try. I mean, you try, you try to train, like, t- like see if you can cure narcissism. Yeah, and it's interesting because I've now started, like, um, like so there's this one um, narcissist, like, diagnosed, they call them self-aware narcissists. I'm mm-hmm. skeptical about that. And self-aware narcissists. Right, you know? And so he's, he's a great, like, person on, t- on, yeah. on TikTok. His name is Lee Hammock. Yeah. And he talks about, like, narcissism and, like, really kind of validates the, um, the, the victims of narcissistic abuse and stuff, yes. you know? But, like, one of the questions, like, I've had is, you know, like, can can narcissists really truly love others because one of the hallmarks that's in the dsm-5 of diagnosing narcissists Mm -hmm. is a lack of empathy yeah and one of the things that my my ex even told me straight up during our relationship is i don't have any empathy for you Mm. and you know like how do you how do you have like a humane relationship with any other human being i mean you can still you can still have like so that's one thing about uh, from what i've learned about other narcissists like they're going to idolize certain people and like certain people they're going to hold on to just to like make them to make themselves like look better but also people they're going to they're going to hold to other people that, uh, that they idolize that might that they see as better than them so they feel like they have to reach a point where they're at oh yeah and that's one thing I've learned with the first person that I know that was like, either he has super short man syndrome or he had, um, or he, and, or, and, but from what I've, the, the traits of narcissists, of, of a narcissist, he had. Oh yeah. It's all about yes. the external, the superficial, yes. what everyone else thinks about them because they're, yes. they're so 
they are so insecure inside. Yes. And they can't handle it. And they have to project this, this, uh, this external persona, you know, that is charming or whatever. And mm-hmm. what narcissists do is they, in the beginning, especially in romantic relationships, they, yeah. they do what's called love bombing you. Yes. And so they will try to figure out, you know, like all of what you want in a person and then try to present that to you. Yeah. And they also will, 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 um, will reflect back to you all of your best qualities. I learned. As well I just, they like, uh, or did I just like accept a, a, a a bunch, like at least two fucking narcissists into my life this past year. I think I did. <laughs> you might want to check on that. You know? I think I did. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah, and narcissists are very charming. Yes. Like, they're, they'll they'll make you the center of all their attention. It feels so good. Yes. And then once they they feel like they've they've gotten you, like they don't have to work anymore. Yeah. That's when all the devaluation starts. You don't leave them. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's definitely what happened in our relationship too. You know. Um, and then I just got to a point where I just got fucking tired of that bullshit. And I'm like, yeah. no, like, peace out, dude. No. Yeah. No, and you, I'm, honestly, you really didn't need that. That was not going to yeah. help your cause at all. Exactly. I feel, I feel like you might, I feel like for you and I, we have would have to, like, I'm not I'm talking good shit about you, baby. <laughs> Find someone that who levels us down where they their energy is just kind of, like, more here. And then, like, we can just be, we can still be us, but not... Not extremely who we are, who like the person that we are, like with our our friends all the time. Totally. Just and that's what that's what I got with Armand. I literally just like I feel like I'm I'm myself, but just just not as like just animated. Yes. yes. I need someone that just sees me for who I am, yes. sees me as a complex being, and accepts me for the complex of course, person yes. that I am, and you know is is just as strong as I am. Like mm-hmm. that's one of the things that all, everyone who knows me knows, like how incredibly strong I am mm-hmm. and I am you know um but I also need someone that can hold me down too just like yes. I hold them down and wants to keep you happy exactly and it's just you like know? when it when you're unhappy and it, it makes them unhappy it's like and then they want to make sure that, like you're happy because it makes them happy I'm like oh yeah because okay. when I'm in a relationship like I want to make like I'm I'm a, I'm a very giving person and so yes. I'm always wanting to make sure that my partner's happy yes. but I also expect that in return too yeah you know, like I'm not going to be in no relationship where I'm not Happy. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. No, and that's what if that ever happens when you get somebody that's like that, girl, don't don't make sure you not don't be second guessing. I'll I'll you call me if you have to because yeah. I'll be second guessing <laughs> my shit every time. I'm like, I'm betting she, I'm betting people now. All is right. it is this supposed to be how it's supposed to be? Like I'm so because you know, I'm like so used to like pe- like things being somewhat in chaos. Yes, that I'm so in peace. Oh, yeah. with what I have, like it's just too it's extra peaceful. I'm so used to having like a level of like toxicity yeah and for a lot of people like that healthiness can be boring yeah and And i catch myself with that too and i'm like i'm not used to like but i have to remind i'm like the sex is actually good like because the last relationship my sex wasn't that good to me at all and um like probably the only uh, couple times i we had like that was good sex to me was the first time before we made it official right and then uh but with 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 armand everything has just been like I'm like, am I? And I always, I question myself. I'm like, am I so attracted to this person? Like, do I still want this person? And I'm just like, but I, and that's, and I think that's what probably the reason why I went to like some of a depression this past few weeks because I'm like, I'm worried about how I really feel about my boyfriend. I'm like, is this boring? But I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I know this is great. Like, I'll be dumb to let this go. Like, I don't want to let this go. Like, I really don't want to let this go. Like, I want to make this happy. And I don't want to accept that I'm supposed to just have like a level of ne- not negative, but like just toxic. In order to balance and go through and like live in a good life, and I noticed that with every other person I've dated, that there was like even though like things were good, like things were like sometimes things were good, like 
there was still a level of toxicness or just like things that were unhealthy in the relationship. Oh yeah, you know, like I definitely. Um, so I, I mean, I love on like crazy love, and I would even yes. some to, to like my ex. I'd be like, you know, I. I love like that that feeling of enmeshment, like yes. when we're like one. And... When we do crazy shit together. Oh. I mean, I don't mind. So that's the thing. I don't mind if we both decide to be like, okay, no, this person fucks with you. We're gonna fuck, like, fuck yeah. them up. And if like, and then, but at the same time, though, I'm just like, as long as, but as long as we're not fucked up to each other, as yeah. long as we were like secure with each other, I'm like, that's that's the only thing that I I pray for. That's the only thing I really I know I need in my life. I'd rather have that than some bullshit than like continually like having someone that. That we're like we're constantly arguing off for like petty shit. Oh yeah, and that's yes. what it turned into with my ex. You yeah. know what I mean? Like everything was a fucking like argument. He was also a drug addict as well too, yes. and so that played a heavy, heavy role in our relationship and yes. and really ruining it um, as well. And so that was was definitely an issue as as well. Um, and it just yeah, it's. It's hard. It's yeah. hard here in these streets, you know. It is. It is, and that's why I'm like, for me personally, I was okay with like, and that's when, and that's when a lot of people like are I'd be feeling bad for people who get depressed for not having that emotional, like where they feel like they're at a certain, like especially women when they're at a certain age and like I should be married, I should be with, I should be with a guy right now, I should be with the or the woman in my dreams, whatever. But it's like. I finally, I've like at a certain age, I finally like, or I think I'm 24, 25. I finally love to, le- I finally learn and love to like know how to be alone. Yeah. And not put like go ahead, like go dive into straight into a, a relate like into someone that I I have these feelings for. Like I'm like I know I have to have to like like test the water. And, and the only time I ever feel like things are right is when I know I can I can feel that person's just energy and I know that aura and I know it's pure and I know that they're great. Yeah. And that's when the only time I'll probably like be like okay I don't mind diving in with you. Yeah. But like trying to dive in because of emotion because I'm like I need because you feel like you need something out right. Of it. Yeah. It's like that's unhealthy. Yeah, that's... And I was that I was that girl. I was yeah. that girl. Like I wanted someone to complete me. Yeah, and so I've had to really, and I'm still working on. That. I'm still a work in progress of you know completing myself of realizing that I'm a whole human being. Yeah, and anyone I get with, no matter who they are, like they're just gonna have to bring like themselves, and we come as our whole selves mm-hmm. to to this relationship and invest. You mm-hmm. know, um. So yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. For everyone that's listening out there, come to this person and talk about relationships. <laughs> <laughs> and let me give it, like, I'm mentoring, yeah. like, somebody right now. And yes. I've been helping her get into her first monogamous relationship. Yeah. Oh, her first, how old is she? She's 29. Oh, shit. Her first monogamous relationship? Yes. But don't judge. It's I'm like, not judging. No, yeah. I'm not judging. I'm just like, I'm just, I'm like, so that, I'm thinking that, well, she was like, you know, more open relationships every, so she or, was always poly. And so, oh, okay. and this is, and so and I, this is, this is one of the things I've suspected for a long time about all the people that I know that are poly. Mm-hmm. And I think that there are some people that are like this. So she, you know, shared with me that she kind of settled for like just casual sex and casual relationships, yes. you know, under the guise of polyamory Yeah. because, you know, she didn't feel that she was worth a monogamous relationship. Oh. Yeah. And so a lot of the work I did with her at first were like, no, we need to work on your self-esteem first mm-hmm. and then we need to work on you having fucking expectations and letting these people know, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to tolerate this bullshit. Yeah. I'm worth this. If you're not willing to give it to me, bye. Yes. Yeah. So I wonder, like, with men, like, because I'm like, I do wonder, because I mean, I, you know, like, I still look. I mean, for me personally, you're always gonna look. That's, yeah, that's look. Not, that, that's and not I'm always problem. gonna, and then like people that come back from my past, who I'm still like friends with, I'm gonna, I always like have that thought, like, I'm like, or like, 
reminisce, I'm like, oh, that was some good sex. Yeah, or whatever. and that's fine. Yes. But it's like realizing that you are with this person now. You're in a monogamous yes. relationship. Yes. And, if, and you can, and that's the great thing about relationships is, is you can talk about things. Yes. You know, so like if, you, like if I was in a relationship and say, you know, so I'm part of the kink community. So yes. for all those that, that don't know, I used to be a professional dominatrix in my 20s. Yeah. <laughs> she should still be it, but you know, hey, like she gave that up. Yeah. I yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. I, I, I just do it for fun now. You know what I yes. mean? And recreation. <laughs> I just got to kick, knock, knock a fix out. I'm going to go do this real quick. Yes. <laughs> you know, but it's like, it's dating, like dating as a kinky person is especially hard. Yes. Because a lot of, pe- a lot of like, we refer to the people that aren't into kink as vanilla. So like yes. a lot of vanilla people aren't going to want to date someone that's freaky or weird, you yeah. know? But then like as a female dom, um, there's a lot, like people push their fantasies on you and then they want to like see you as like an archetype like oh like the cold ice cold bitch you know what i mean it's like mm-hmm. you yeah, could, yeah, you yeah. can't be a full person yes so it's like i can't really date in the vanilla community i can't really date in the king community well who the fuck can i date yeah and so there's very much that feeling from amongst a lot of people that are into kink oh fuck like okay wait why can't you date, feel like you can't date no one in the king community though so, like, different people have different things. Like, you know, what if, you know, someone's polyamorous, right? Uh, or, and what if someone's monogamous? Or what if your kinks don't, like, you know, don't like, meet. correspond? You know, yeah. yeah. Like, some, maybe some people are tops and bottoms and things like that. Yes. And I think it's, you have to figure out what is right for you. Yes. Right? And so, like, for me, the the, the interpersonal relationship always comes first. You yes. know, before kink, before anything else. Like, if we love each other as human beings that has to be the foundation of any romantic relationship for me mm-hmm. now, moving forward yeah. and then anything like sexual we can always discuss that that can always be negotiated yeah. you know um this is long like i don't i don't i don't personally like want to have like sex with other people but i like beating yeah. the shit out of people and yeah. that's my thing girl just just go to a brothel <laughs> just just fucking just t- take up mma or some shit there you i'm go. thinking about it yeah i was right? like at this point shit you got your new teeth and tooth knocked out you might as well just go into fucking <laughs> But don't stay too long because you still have to like make sure your brain is still taken care of and shit. I know, I know. I recently watched the Christy, um, the oh, what's her name, Christy Martin, yes. the female boxer yes. on, on Netflix, the untold like version of her story. So fucking good. Like it made me want to like start boxing again. Like yeah, oh you know. My, I forgot she used to be a boxer. Oh yeah, this bitch would fucking take like hits to the chin and smile. Fucking be just. She'd literally be like. Smile, oh my like god! She's insane. Fucking oh my crazy. god! Okay, I'm gonna check that out. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll make sure to check that out. Definitely. <laughs> and then watch the fight between her and um and um, uh, oh, what's it? Layla Ali. Layla Ali. Too. Oh shit! Okay, ah, yes, 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 yes. Oh, I forgot about that girl. I forgot she was still existed. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Oh. Oh, I had another question. I just can't remember what it was. I'm just... gonna take a piss. I'll okay. I want to take a quick pause, you guys. <laughs> oh, if I can pause it. Oh my god. All right, so we've talked a lot about how, mm-hmm. like, all the negative aspects of depression. And yes, we did. Like that. Let's talk about healing. Healing, yes. Because okay. that's really important. Yes, okay, so what I want to ask you is, um, what are good things that could... Actually, yeah, what? What do you think are good things that could possibly come from depression? Like, because I mean, I know that sounds weird, just like even asking a question like that. But I'm like, I don't want to say that all anything that's negative, like especially has a negative stigma about it, because it, it is a negative thing. Like, and I mean, and a lot of people go through depression is not always good, but I'm sure there's like through your depression, something good came out of oh, something. Yeah. yeah. So one of the there was actually a study done. I can't remember who did it, but you can Google this. 
Um, mm. There was a study done by some university that found that people that have been diagnosed with depression actually see the world in a more realistic light Ooh. than those that are neurotypical, okay? Yeah. And that's one of the thinking, the thought processes behind them saying, okay, well, these people are really seeing the world how it is and, like, deciding this is fucked up. <laughs> like, yes. It's not a great world, you know? Yes. And caring about other people and having empathy for other people in this world and stuff. And so I think people that have depression, one of the good things that can come out of it is that you feel you feel you have empathy for others yeah. you know um and because you've gone through so much mm-hmm. you know that makes you a more sensitive a better person i feel like than people that have never had to struggle you yes know? like yes. one of the things i'm very comfortable with that i know a lot of people that are neurotypical are not is i can so i work in, in homeless outreach right mm-hmm. and so i'm out there every day with you know people who use drugs and people who are homeless and i'm sitting with them literally on the sidewalk in the darkest places with them yeah you know and i'm i'm comfortable there because i've lived it you know yeah. and so i think that that it's increased my empathy for others my ability to help others because mm-hmm. a lot of people just can't do the work that i do yes. you know um, I commend you for that, to be honest, because I know for me personally, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to admit it, it's like hard for me to take some people. The, the only people I feel like I take serious is the people who are in like the little camps on yeah. the on the little like around the, the underpass and not all that shit. But like people who are like asking for money, sit on the corner. I'm like, personally, I'm like, do I, I'm like, do I want to say this dollar for me or do I want to give this dollar to them? Because I'm like, and, per, and I'm just like, or like when I walk out of the uh the uh, liquor store and then people's like say hey can you spare a dollar and I'm like do I really want to spill this person a, a, a dollar today because I'm like I don't know exactly what you're going to buy it for right. or should I go and buy it, buy, the, buy it for you yeah and that's what I'm like cause I, and that's what I'm like I want to make sure that it's it's going to be you're going to actually use it to do to better yourself but then I'm I'm sure for I've, I remember and I remember meeting um, I'm going to like actually um uh, actually uh, finish up saying what I was going to say about this but um Oh, I'll just say it now. So pretty much, I'm like, I just have this issue where I'm just like, why don't they just go out and and try to like better themselves or get a job or whatever? And I'm like, let's let's yes. let, let's, so let me go ahead and interject right there. Yes, yes, so yes. So let's yes. imagine that you are a 17 year old queer youth that's just been kicked out of your house. Yes, okay? yes, yes. And so where, first off, where are you gonna go? Yeah, like, you're gonna sleep on the streets. Yeah. Right. And so you don't have a blanket. You don't have like. So then, what are you gonna have to do? You're gonna have to make connections. And you're gonna yes. have to make connections with other street kids that are living yes. out there. And so number one, there's that finding a place to sleep. Number mm. two. Now let's you know you're underage. How are you gonna get a job? Yes. Or let's try felons. You know felons when they get out. Yes. Who's gonna hire a felon? Yes. How are you gonna put food on the table as a former felon? Yes. You know, and as we all know, I mean the, the incarceration system it, it disproportionately affects black and brown people. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so we already have a racist system that yes. is that is the, so that you the, the the cards are stacked against you. All right. And now no one wants to hire you. Yes. You know, so it's it's just there are so many stories like when you hear them. Mm-hmm. Like I don't. A lot of people just say, just get a job, you know. But yeah. It's like, who's so gonna- this is so this is one thing actually. I was going to tie it back. Like I was trying to make sure I was going to make sense with tying yeah. everything back. So I met this one homeless dude in the Castro, and I just had a huge. Me and uh, my my best friend Adriana had a huge conversation with them about uh just about like how he ended up here. Like he was very he he, he his mind was there. Like everything was there. He's like he was kicked out of his home and all he came all the way from. Uh, ooh, all the way across the, uh, the the not the world, but just from um, the side of the country, Florida. Yeah, came all the way from Florida. He and let's say he can't. He didn't want to move back in with his family because how toxic it was. But he didn't want to go into um, 
uh, shelter right. because how shitty they are and like how he feel like he has to fend for his life there. Yeah. So it's Shelters easier for him. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, so what? And that's why I'm like, do like. And women get raped like a lot, yeah. you know, and when they're homeless. Here, I mean, and that's why I'm like hearing this. I'm just like. Okay, like, and he his and his other problem is like the reason why he can't get a job is because of a disability. Yeah, like a physical disability. And I'm like, well, why don't you apply for like? Because I was working at still working at um United at the time, and uh, and then they were um, and then they were uh like pretty much just saying like I'm like I could would but like I know I can't do the physical labor and I know I'll get fired right away because of my disability. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like. There's something that you that that has to be done. So I'm but on my heart I'm like I want to like I want to see if I can find something for him to do. Yeah. But I'm like that was a one and only time I was able to I was able to see him. So all I can really do is buy go in there and like I'll just buy you a sandwich, bro. Like yeah. I don't mind spending like whatever money that I'm stressed about having in my pocket to make sure I have to eat to make sure you eat. Yeah. Like so and that's why and, and that's the only reason why it's like I said like I there's some that's what I'm saying like it it it. it very sometimes when I actually can make a connection with that person yeah. versus like when I just see the same person on a streetcar or just saying that or like using this certain line because I'm thinking like you're probably and it, it makes and like it, it, you you do see people who actually take advantage of that which I'm like I, I just despise I just 100% I just despise it because it's just like there are people who really can't do shit for themselves mm-hmm. who really can't and and that's all I, and I try to like continue to tell my, my brain, like, I'm like, no, show, like, he's probably not, but at the same time, it's like, but you don't know. Right. Cause you've seen stuff, like, especially on BART, you see people who are the same people coming around saying, like, hey, I need this money to feed my family, walking around, and I'm like, are you really, are you like, are you like. Well, it's interesting, cause I've gotten to know, like, several people that like, are, you know, that are like regular, like, like, are panhandling outside BART stations and yeah. stuff like that. A lot of them are veterans. A yeah. lot of them are people, you know, that have gone through extreme, extreme trauma that we can never even imagine going through. Like, yeah. can you imagine being in fucking war? I can't. No, girl. You know? uh-uh. I just imagine people that have that yeah. dealt with that and seen what they've seen and not actually get the, um, not able to actually be accepted. Not just accepted back to society, but just also not even, like, getting um, free fucking um, um, therapy yeah. for that. And the VA system is fucked up and was pushing opioids like nobody's business. And so yeah. a lot of veterans are addicted to opioids now as a result of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many institutional things of why we have the problems that we have mm-hmm. with, with you know, drug addiction and, and people that are unhoused. But the main thing I would like to say is, you know, you don't know someone else's story. Mm-hmm. Just suspend judgment. Like, yeah. like, it doesn't cost you anything to just suspend judgment. And just do a, a, a nice thing for anybody. Like, yes. you know, even if it's just a smile and saying, hey, you know, I'm sorry, I can't give you any, 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 um, any money, but I wish the, uh, the best, like, the, uh, yes. your day to day. Like, yes. just anything like that. Yes. You know, like, there, there's, I know several homeless folks in my, my neighborhood, and there's one guy um, by the name of Johnny. Like, he mm. tells me, he's like, you're like my big sister. And there were times, there was one time he was really upset about something mm. several years ago, and I offered him a hug. I was like, you know, can I hug you? And then he goes, he goes, and this was just heartbreaking. Yeah. He goes, I don't want to get you dirty. Uh, and I said, fuck that. I said, give me a fucking hug. And so, yeah. like, I made him hug me. It's like, nah, like, yes. not fuck that bullshit. I'm a human being. Yes, yes. Fuck these clothes. These clothes can be washed. I'd be like, I can shower myself when I get to the house. It ain't no problem. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's about being a decent human being. Yeah. So with people like that, um, y'all, we're gonna go. We're going off topic, but you know what? We're gonna. You're gonna. I, I feel like y'all. Y'all will enjoy this anyway. So you know, we're just gonna go off topic for a little bit, but it's totally fine. It's still this. Like, it, I feel like this it can still tie it back into depression in some way. 
some way. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> well, a lot of mental health yeah. issues are tied to, um, uh, you know, being unhoused. Yes. Like that, you know, I mean, there's a lot of folks that, you know, have like schizophrenia that get kicked yeah. out of their houses and have yeah. nowhere else to go. And so they're yes. just, they end up on the streets. So wait, with, um, going back to, um, I guess, uh, like your, your relationship with some of the people, uh, homeless people that you met, like with Johnny and, um, probably whoever, whoever else, I'm like, have you, is there like. So I mean, one thing about me, because especially at a younger, like a younger, younger me, would have accepted them to come and live, mm-hmm. or like at least shower and like have them sleep. So I probably would like just let have them live with me. Like if if I had my own spot, I probably would just let, allow them to live with me. But did you ever have like the worry of you let them in? And then they do something to take advantage. No, because I think it's important to have strong boundaries. Yeah. And so I don't take on other people's, you know, yeah. trauma or their issues in life for myself. I, I make, I have strong boundaries. Yeah. And I let, let them know, hey, you know, I'm definitely here for you as another human being. This is what I can do for you. This is what I cannot do. And yeah. so for me, like I would, I don't, I, I don't see myself taking in, you know, anybody off the street or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, hey, you know, what? let's 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 see where you can stay. Like, yes. Let's see where where can we get you to. Yes. You know, it's about what you can do, and I don't think you have to you have to sacrifice, you know, any any piece in your life, mm-hmm. um, you know, for someone else. Like again, going back to taking care of your piece first and foremost yeah. is the most important thing. Yes. Whatever extra you have to give to someone, that's yes. a blessing. Yes. But you know, no one ever has to do anything that they're uncomfortable with. Yes. And so having strong boundaries in life is super mm. important with everything. Yes. I feel like uh, people who are, because I'm like, I also thought about this from um, a, a someone, uh, someone else that I know who are, uh, was incarcerated. And I'm like, and they want to like, try to like get a, gov- like someone like a gov- federal, a federal job pretty much. And I'm just like, because they are incarcerated, like they, they won't, they won't be able to, and what they're incarcerated for will not most likely be able to get the job but i'm like if you can and one one big thing i'm I'm like i two things i'm going to say one big thing that i can always offer people for for that is there are people who are willing to take you in like and it's not going to be a federal job but there are i want to say i'll say bars clubs people who are actually in other institutions that are for the community that are willing to take people in who has been incarcerated and done certain things in life there are certain things in life that uh a lot of um federal jobs will not take you in for like at, to to give you to give you employment and oh god i lost it there was there are entire, like organizations yes. devoted to helping like you know yes. formerly incarcerated folks like find yes. employment things like yes. that yes so that's the good thing yes you know? Oh my god, we're jumping! I was like, we're jumping way <laughs> off course, but it's all good. I'm like, I'm yeah. loving this. I want to actually make sure people like it because I'm like, I don't know whoever whoever listens to this and and like whoever listens to this, I want to make sure that like if you have someone that you know or if this person that or if you are a person that this is affecting you like and that and you've been incarcerated and you can't find a decent job, uh, this is like this is good things to uh, learn and this is the person to learn it from. Serena is amazing, like I said, and she is a very huge advocate for injustice. And justice in um, in America, so definitely she 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 has a lot of um, information and a lot of thought for uh, thoughts, and she's very caring and very loving. And honestly, I feel like people, yes, this is the one to go to, and I'll make sure if I have to, if you want me to, I'll put your like um your like a, 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 a some type of information in yes, there for you. Yes, of course, of course. I always okay. welcome people reaching out to me. You know, especially okay. people are struggling. Always feel free to reach out. You know? Yes. It's like I, one of the things that has gotten me through COVID, mm. my own mental health issues, is helping other people. Yes. You know, it makes me 
that like there's a reason for me to be here, you know, is to try to help make the world a little better. Yes, yes. I forgot what I was going to say because there's two things I was going to say within that, what I just said, but fuck it, it's okay. All right. right. What? What? Okay, last question I want to ask to go back to our, what we're talking about. What else can you recommend for people who are going through depression? I can recommend first and foremost, if you have the resources to really try to find a good therapist. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of folks that are mentally ill really distrust doctors. Do you have good, do you know any good therapists though? Um, I do. I, okay. I do. Um, I see someone through Foresight in okay. San Francisco. Okay. Um, and I had to work, work, so I have Kaiser Permanente as my health, um, my, my health insurance and yeah. Kaiser's notorious for being shit with, um, mm. with mental health issues. Yeah. So I had to actually have a patient advocate help me get hooked up with Kaiser so that they would pay for my, my, my therapy. Yes. And so they've been paying for my therapy for the last year and a half. I'm the kind of person that I'm going to need therapy for the rest of my life yeah. to stay in a good place yes you know um and so you know build a relationship with a therapist you might have to go through a few therapists you yes. might have to do 10 find yeah. a therapist that you feel like you can build a trusting relationship with then lean on them yes and then also you know don't don't be open to medication i know yeah. a lot of people like my mother you know has anxiety issues and tried one type of medication in the 90s once and was like i'm never trying medication again and mm -hmm. i was like Mom, they've got, they've come so far with yeah. this. You know, be open to a combination of therapy and medication and be open to admitting all of these things to yourself. Yes. That you need help. And it's okay to ask for help. I know that was one of the biggest things for me is, well, I don't want to be a burden to anybody. You yes. Know? And yes. One of, the, one of the things that really hit me is, so there was one person in my life that I didn't know, like, cared about me as much as she did, you know? Mm -hmm. And after I tried to kill myself, she came over to my house and, like, started crying. She's like, don't you know that I think of you like a daughter? Don't you know that mm -hmm. I love you? Like, why would you do this to yourself? Like, yeah. and I didn't realize how much I mattered to other people. And so I yeah. guarantee all of you out there, you matter to other folks, and you don't even know it, you know? You don't even know mm -hmm. the kinds of impact that, just if you smile at someone every day, like, this person also said, she goes, that her daughter loved me and her daughter said to her like oh Serena's always so happy yeah and that killed me yeah I'm, like, oh, I'm like when you know you're not always happy right yes yes I know that feeling I know that feeling all too well it's like I'm not always happy and we wear that mask but, but I'm like you know what but I was like and that's why I'm just like that's why I like I'm like always like I don't want to say I'm honest with about how I feel and shit but I know for me personally I throw out there that I was like, well, hmm. I'll say like I, I'm I'm I'll I'll say I'm so used to like saying how I am. Um, I'm like I'm not doing like I'm not doing great right now. But right. at the same time, I'm like you know what? No, like it's like I'm not doing bad. I'm really not doing bad. Yeah. I was like I'm like I'm not doing bad, but I'm not doing great. So I was just be like so I'm trying to make sure I'm like and I've, sometimes I'm like I I'm so I get so used to saying it so often mm -hmm. that it's just become a pattern to just say that like I'm okay if I'm just tired. And right. I'm just like, if I'm really just tired and, I'm, I, and I actually feel good, but I don't know. It's just... I think most of us do that. Like, yeah. How often every day do we ask people, like, how they are and then just reflexively say good? Yeah. Or okay or whatever. Like, yes. we, we, I think we understand, like, that when we ask that question of people in a social setting, most times we're not really deep diving. You yes. Know? It's just like, it's, it's an introduction to, to talk, basically. Yes. You know? Yes. And so... Well, I'm I'm great right now because honestly, okay. after yeah, like uh, the last episode and this episode, I'm I'm actually happy because I 
as I said before, I'm like, I haven't really been putting that much effort and um, energy into the second season as much as I want been wanted to. But honestly, after these conversations and just feeling good about it and just knowing that this should touch other people. Yes. I'm like, I'm feeling better. Me too. Yes. Yeah, same. Uh, okay, know? good. Yes. yes. I just want, yeah, everything like, I think it, it helps to reduce stigma when we talk about our own mm-hmm. experiences. Like a lot of people, when I told them, yeah, I'm going to talk about my, my suicide attempt. They're like, oh, like, yes. like, for all like, how can you talk about it? And I'm like, well, you have to talk about it. Yes. Like, I'm not going to live. Like, I'm, I'm, I am a rebel. I'm not going to ever let anybody box me and tell me what I can and can't talk about. Exactly. No, you talk about whatever the fuck you want. And that's yeah. what I always loved about you is that you're always straightforward and honest about what the fuck you're going through yeah. and, and who you are and like how you feel. Exactly. So no, we gotta be authentic. Yes, and know? I love it. And, and it I, takes balls to be authentic. Person. It really does, because like <laughs> people are because wor- people are too worried about like about like trying to show themselves. I'm like, I don't want people to know everything about me. I'm like, who? How they like? What you scared that they're gonna use this against you? I'm like, if you put that out there, and you're confident in what you're putting out there. Like the fuck, the fuck can they say to like really piss you off unless they're unless they're trying to hurt you. And it's the, and that's only the people that you the, the only people that can really hurt you is the people that you love to be honest. But if they if, they, if they're people that you love, then why they're in your life? Exactly, you know. And it's like and it like and and it really I know everyone says well I don't care what nobody else thinks, but I'm like really mm, be about that then. Exactly. If you really exactly. don't care, who gives a fuck? Exactly. Yeah, like because yeah, you're strong enough in yourself, and you don't care what anyone else thinks. Yeah. You know, and so that's how I live my life and. You know, I'm I'm a little different. People mm-hmm. think of me as you know as being weird or whatever, but I'm like I don't care. I don't think you're weird. I think Thank you're just you. very outgoing. <laughs> I just feel like you just have a lot of energy. I do. Yeah. There you go. I love it, and that's what I love about it. So Thank you. I was like, it just it just makes me like I'm like okay, cool. I can keep here. I can be here while she's there. Yeah. Yes, I don't have to always be. The, I don't have to always have to be the life of the party. No, no, no. I will help you with that. For Thank sure. you. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Any last things you want to add, love? No, I just want to, you know, add that if anyone's struggling out there, you know, please feel free to reach out. Please know that you are worthy and that your life matters. And, you know, there's always, there's always help and there's always, there's always tomorrow. And tomorrow's mm-hmm. never too late to try again. Yes. Exactly. Look to the light. Yes. All right. So, guys, there's another good, to wrap this up this year. The fuck am I saying? Oh my god, <laughs> I suck at this. No worries, you're doing <laughs> Thank you. Now. I was like, this. Is, I'm your boy Wado Show. This is showing pains. I want to say thank you, to Serena, so much for guessing on this episode. Thank you for having me. It's been lovely. Thank you, baby. Thank you. No, I'm like, it's it's just it's more to come, and we'll have more to talk about in the future. So thank you guys, and have a great one. Goodbye. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Showing Pains. If you like or love this episode. I would love for you to leave a comment, ask questions, or leave feedback. And if you want to do that, please email me at wildoshow at gmail.com. That is W-I-L-D-O-S-H-O at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you all soon. And y'all have make sure you have a blessed day.